I speak to you in the name of our one God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Many folks, many of us, love a parade. Maybe you're one of them. My family and I have not yet had an opportunity to attend a parade here in Nashville, but we went several times to a July 4th parade in Washington, D.C., where we used to live, just in a neighborhood adjacent to the one where we lived. Now, this parade ran along a street which had sort of a small town feel to it. The stores were close up against the street. There were homes at either end surrounding the, um, the, the shopping areas. And there were sidewalks and trees, and it, and it felt very neighborhoody. So the first time we went to the parade in this neighborhood, our kids were very young. And the parade was a spectacle, but they always are. We saw some neighbors, and there was excitement and joy in the air, that anticipation waiting for the first group, the first float to come along. And we waited eagerly along with everyone else. We moved into our, the best spot we could find for our family. And then along come the groups and the floats. There were marching bands, there was the mayor, there were folks walking on stilts, there were children riding their bicycles, there were school groups, there was all sorts of people as part of this parade. And then after about 30 minutes, something shifted. The wait became long between the groups and the floats. The adults, that's me, got bored. Everyone was hot, July 4th. It was crowded. We had rows behind us of people, behind our front row seats. Our son's helium balloon got loose, ended up flying away. A trumpet blared right near us and our daughter got startled by it. And the next thing you know, we had two crying children and almost one (coughs) crying adult. (laughs) I confess to that. And it was time to go home. On Palm Sunday, Jesus enters Jerusalem in a parade. He is coming with other pilgrims to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. At the village of Bethany above Jerusalem, Jesus mounts the colt waiting for him and begins his ride down the pilgrim's path. And as he rides, his followers spread their cloaks on the road. They praise God with loud voices, calling Jesus a king. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. They are excited and joyful. He is their king and he is with them. And let's not forget who they are. They are a ragtag bunch. They are fishermen and tax collectors and Samaritan women, blind men, demoniacs, people who were not well enough to walk until Jesus healed them. People who were too sick to get out of bed until Jesus loved them. He accepts all these people even as others have rejected them. He has relieved their suffering, shares in their hardships, gives them hope, and embodies God's love for them. And they lay their cloaks, their tattered cloaks, on the ground for him and call him king. Hooray, hooray, blessed is our king. And then suddenly... Something shifts, as it always does in a parade. Jesus begins to cry as he arrives near Jerusalem. Wait, you say. This isn't what you expected on Palm Sunday. What happened to the palm branches and the hosannas? Where did they go? 
But if you look closely, this isn't actually the reading that has any mention of hosannas or palm branches. Those are in the Gospels of Mark and Matthew. We're reading from the Gospel of Luke. And in the Gospel of Luke, there is weeping. Weeping is mentioned once here and twice in the Passion, which you will hear at the end of the service. And for those of you who know the lectionary, those are our required readings in the Episcopal Church, you'll know that I actually continued the gospel reading a few extra verses from what is normally assigned. I can do that. I have permission to do that. Can't cut, you can only add. I did this because on Palm Sunday, we recognize that it is both a time of celebration and joy and a time of tears and pathos. Yes, Jesus enters Jerusalem as our king, but he also is entering into his holy week towards his death in a way that is vulnerable and authentic. And so Jesus weeps for Jerusalem. He weeps in sorrow, frustration, and compassion because Jerusalem is a place of violence. It is blind to its condition. He cries out, if only you had recognized the things that make for peace. Oh, gosh, what words. But now they are hidden from your eyes. The name Jerusalem has the word Salem in it, which is like shalom, meaning peace. It's built right into its name, and yet Jerusalem cannot see what it is needed to make for peace. And so Jesus weeps for Jerusalem and its inability to find peace. And God weeps for us today as well. For Ukraine, for violence in our streets and homes, for the way we let mental illness go untreated, for those who died in the pandemic. God weeps for our blindnesses, blindness to our prejudices, for our fear-based politics, for our refusal to love our enemy, and oftentimes our neighbor. God weeps for us. And what do you weep for? Later in the Passion reading, you will hear tears again twice. You will hear of Peter weeping. He weeps the bitter tears of someone who has denied not just God, but himself. His tears confess to the life that is not the one that he wants. He is not who he wants to be or who Jesus has called him to be. Perhaps you have bitter tears to weep as well for mistakes you have made, false words you have said, friendships you have lost. God weeps for us. And what do you weep for? Then in the Passion reading, you will also hear Jesus say as he walks to Golgotha, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but for yourselves and for your children. He is speaking to all of us as we consider the world we leave to our children, the damaged environment, suffering schools, and poverty. God weeps for us. What do you weep for? 
So on this Palm Sunday, we have mixed emotions. Let us be joyful that our King has come in the name of the Lord. Let us be joyful in knowledge that Jesus does great things. Be joyful that he loved us and now we love others in his name. But also let yourself weep for the suffering in the world, the disappointments in your life, and the fears of what we leave for the next generations. It is okay to weep for your authenticity and your vulnerability like Jesus's are at the heart of your Holy Week. And that's why we move the passion reading to the end so that you like Jesus can journey in this worship service from the joy of the King's arrival through the Lord's Supper to the cross and tears. And you then can enter your Holy Week when you leave this building with the same vulnerability with which Jesus entered into his. The parade is ending, but know that in a week we will not cry, but we will rejoice again because the tears of this day give way to the joy of Easter morning. The power of death and fear and sin will no longer bind us. We will be free in the resurrection. It will come, it will come. And our joy on Easter will be even more powerful if we let ourselves be vulnerable today as we enter into Jerusalem with joy and with tears, as we enter into Holy Week with Jesus Christ this day. Amen.